Hey, you're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Man, the greatest time of the day in the morning. I've got my coffee, and man, we did a three-way mix of coffee this morning. Chocolate nuts, dark and bold. Uh, what's his other stuff? Duncan Maple and some Maxwell's. Good old Maxwell's dark right here. Purchased in good old Jacksonville, Florida. We got the Maxwell House plant. Uh, right here in Jacksonville. Sometimes you're coming off the bridge. If the wind's right, you can smell coffee on some of the bridges. Great to have you tuned in. The Teal Shirt Report podcast brought to you by uh, my good friend, uh, Larry Saucer, Saucer Realty and Capital. They've been with BigJReport.com, our website, since, uh, well, for five years, five years or longer. And I want to thank all our our sponsors, uh, Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate, Saucer Realty and Capital uh, for your real estate needs. Um, you know, Larry Saucer and his staff at Saucer Realty and Capital, they do real estate deals in Gainesville, Jacksonville, Live Oak Lake City, and many, many other areas in between. Saucer Realty and Capital, you can find the link, and you can find most any link that we talk about on our website at BigJReport.com. That's BigJReport.com. Go to our homepage, scroll all the way down to the weather info, the North Florida weather information. You scroll about halfway down our homepage. You'll find a lot of stuff, but you will find, oh, by the way, you'll find this podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, and the latest podcast is always up there. Near, near, near the top of the homepage, but we do want to thank uh, Larry Saucer at Saucer Realty and Capital. You know, I enjoy a lot of good lunches with Larry off and on, whether we're in Jacksonville eating somewhere or even the little Mac over in McClenny at Pier 6. Um, always enjoy breaking bread. Larry Saucer with Saucer Realty and Capital. For your real estate needs in North Florida, Larry says he does a little bit of real estate to the south also. So, man, if you're looking, and, and you know, we've, we've got people that listen to this podcast in other states. If you're looking to move to North Florida, go to our website, by all means, bigjreport.com. Listen to this podcast. Also, scroll down to our 24-7 North Florida weather information. You'll see how good our weather is most of the time. And about halfway through the weather, about halfway through the weather, You'll find the link for Saucer Realty and Capital. I want to thank our, our friends at LakeUfallHits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. They got Rock Saturdays. That's classic rock on Saturdays. Hits 2000s Monday through Friday evenings. And also want to mention they do late at night, deep tracks, album cuts, and unique songs late at night at LakeUfallHits.com. Great internet radio where, you know, it's all good. And if you really like the hits, the recognizable songs, man, you'll get them uh, during the banker's hours. Typically, I'm going to say 7 o'clock in the morning until late in the afternoon. And then, of course, Hits 2000s uh, will start up in the evening uh, each Monday through Friday night. And on Saturday, you know, things are kind of, the clock is turned back to classic rock. That's right, Rock Saturdays at LakeUfallHits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. 
Also want to mention elegant time travel. Man, you could be going to the Hall of Fame up in Canton, Ohio. Have you never been? And a lot of people haven't. It's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. We're going to be talking with Dee. We'll let you hear more of our conversation with Dee Dee McDermott on the Hall of Fame trip. The Hall of Fame trip, uh, which will be, of course, uh, coming up in June of 2023. So this is the time now. You don't want to say, oh, man, I wish I had gone. I got left out. I didn't get one of those 200 spaces uh, from D.D. McDermott. You can call D.D. all about it. Elegant time travel. The trip is going to be leaving from North Florida and here in Jacksonville with buses going up to Canton, Ohio. Uh, June the 8th through June the 12th, you'll get free breakfast in the morning. Man, it's going to be a what, what, what a good friend of mine used to say. It's going to be a shouting good time. Who said that? The late William Cossey. It's going to be a shouting good time. Hall of Fame trip, Pro Football Hall of Fame trip, June the 8th through June the 12th of 2023. Still got a few months to plan it out. And um, the great thing about it is, uh, you know, D will help you. He'll work with you on low monthly payments where you can pay the trip off, you know, between now and, you know, when the trip is held. He's got 200 spaces available. Might have less than that now you know, as we're, as we're speaking, but I do want to tell you about his phone number. If you'd like to go to the hall of fame trip, go to the pro football hall of fame up in Canton, Ohio, the planning stages are now for more details called DD McDermott. Here's, here's his phone number. You can call DD McDermott about the pro football hall of fame trip going up to Canton, Ohio to see the pro football hall of fame. Tony Baselli is in now. So you get to see his bust, a lot of great old films, and, you know, those, those hallowed walls at the Hall of Fame, man, some of the greats of all time at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Some have passed on, and those that have passed on their buster there, um, old game films. Um, you'll get to also take a trip to the, uh, actually, the Hall of Fame Stadium, which is just down the road where they have the Hall of Fame game each year, which is, uh, traditionally the first preseason game in the NFL. So if you'd like to go, you'd like more, if you'd like to know more, if you'd like to learn more about the trip, you have questions or you want to book the trip, call D.D. McDermott at 904-442-3810, 904-442-3810. Here's his phone number again. Write it down, 904, right here in Jacksonville. Again, the area code 904 904- 442-3810-904-442-3810 to contact D.D. McDermott. That's Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment presenting Going to the Hall, the Pro Football Hall of Fame trip up in Canton, Ohio. It's going to be held June the 8th through June the 12th of 2023. Hey, sports fans, come along with us to a sacred area for sports fans, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Uh, book your trip by contacting D.D. McDermott. Again, the phone number. By phone, you can call D.D. McDermott right now at 904-442-3810. I know people can be listening to the podcast any time of the day. He's, he's got voicemail. I'm sure the voicemail probably fills up sometime. He gets a lot of calls. Uh, 904-442-3810 to contact D.D. McDermott if you have questions, concerns, or would like to book your trip. Call D.D. McDermott at 904-442-3810. 
904-442-3810. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're also brought to you by the Mad Max Mix. Mad Max Mix. Man, it is an incredible, basically an oldie show where you're going to hear music, pop classics, classic rock hits from the past. Max knows these songs. He knows the artist. He's going to take your request to. He'll give you a, a he'll give you his uh, phone number that you can text a request or even call him up and talk to him. And check it out Wednesday nights. The uh, Mad Max Mix, the Internet Radio, the Mad Max Mix, the Internet Radio Wednesday night music request show from six o'clock to eight o'clock Central Time, seven o'clock until nine o'clock Eastern Time. Listen all over the Southeast. Uh, Max has listeners up in michigan he's got him in alabama georgia florida the mad max mix.weebly.com you'll find the easy to click on link by going to our neighbors two section at bigjreport.com that's big big bigjreport.com bigjreport.com you'll find a link uh you'll find dd mcdermott's phone number on there if you need to find his phone number go to our our website and scroll down. I think he's, uh, I think the Billy Napier, there's a Billy Napier photo right below there. You'll, you know, you can read up on some of the past high school football playoff games across the state of Georgia, Florida, Alabama. We primarily concentrate in high school football in North Florida, South Georgia, a pocket over there of South, Southeast Alabama, and Central Florida as well. So we're covering a lot of the high school football scores. There were some games last night on Friday night, December the 9th. This is um, uh, actually Saturday morning, December the 10th. There'll be more games tonight. You'll get your scores right here at the Teal Shirt Report Podcast Network. We basically evolved kind of in a network now. We've got a lot of sources, contacts, uh, people that report to us. We have, you know, we check your high school football scores, college football scores you know final the final four of college football is uh, is in now there'll be four teams in the final four georgia michigan tcu and the ohio state university as some people call it if you go there ohio state right the buckeyes so you got the georgia bulldogs the georgia bulldogs in the final four michigan wolverines tcu horn frogs that's what they're called the horn the tcu horn frogs and you know, um, Ohio State Buckeyes, I believe, got the four seed. They lost to Michigan, but they only lost one game all season long. That's kind of how college football uh, stacks up. We talk about the Jaguars here. This is episode show number 68 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. What does 68 mean to me? Probably means Zane Beatles. Remember Zane Beatles signed as a few, uh, free agent a few years ago? Yeah, I remember meeting Zane Beatles over, I think, at Nocatee. And I can't recall the defensive back's name, but it was Zane Beatles, number 68, and then another defensive back. What was that guy's name? Kraft or something? I think his last name was Kraft. He's no longer with the team. Probably not in the league anymore, I don't believe, but another uh, Codwell draft pick. Uh, Zane Beatles, a uh, Codwell free agent signing. Uh, Beatles went on to... Let's see, Zane Beatles played with Denver, Jacksonville, and then he had kind of a cup of coffee with San Francisco for a year or two. And that was about it. 
speaking of coffee, man, my coffee's great, great this morning. I've got, um, I like dark and bold coffee. Take a sip right now. Coffee boy handed me a cup there. Thank you, sir. Um, you know, I'm, I like the dark roast. I'm having a combination of Maxwell House, dark, bold coffee. Got some chock full of nuts. Your chock full of nuts has, uh, back in the day, the standard chock full of nuts is like a milder medium brew. But chock full of nuts, typically a New York coffee, New York City, right? Um, chock full of nuts is a dark, nice, uh, uh, dark brew. So I mixed these three coffees together. Chock full of nuts, dark. Maxwell House, dark. And then I found, I was over at, uh, I'm not going to say where I was, but can't tell everything, you know, unless they're a sponsor, of course. I will tell you that I found some Dunkin', and I wasn't at the donut shop or anything like that, but I found it at one of the stores. Dunkin' Falling for Maple, artificially maple-flavored ground coffee. So we mix the Dunkin' Maple, the uh, Chalk Full of Nuts Dark, and the Maxwell House Old Standard Dark together, along with some milk and a little bit of hazelnut. And honey coffee creamer, I think two different, I've had two different type creamers uh, this morning as well. But man, some great coffee. And we're going to tell you about the Jaguars. Uh, we're sponsored by many, many fine sponsors. Saucer Realty and Capital for your North Florida real estate needs, whether it's home, you know, whether it's home, uh, business, commercial real estate, home or residential, Saucer Realty and Capital, you'll find the link. For Larry Saucer and his staff, Saucer Realty and Capital, go to our homepage, scroll the homepage all the way down to our North Florida 24-7 weather, and you'll find the link for Saucer Realty and Capital. I was thinking about Larry today. I know we're, we're overdue for that, that uh, lunch or fish fry, as Larry calls it. We're going to talk about the Jaguars, as we do on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Also, we'll have more of the D.D. McDermott conversation. We talked to Didi a few days ago about the Hall of Fame trip to Canton, Ohio. We'll let you hear more of that. Right now, we're going to settle in and tell you about the uh, about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, you know, there's press conferences out there. We, we know in, in the news, Trevor Lawrence got hurt, but he came back and played. I mean, uh, he, he, he kind of limped a little bit into the locker room at halftime. Um, I think fortunately for Trevor and the Jaguars, Detroit had the ball to start the second half. Um, when he came out of the locker room after halftime, Trevor kind of loosened up and jogged a little bit and kind of felt like he could play, and he did. Didn't have the best game. He was back over that just over 50% completing his passes. But previously, the previous two or three games, he was completing you know close to 72% of his passes. So Trevor's come a long way, but it's kind of like you – you take two steps forward and one step back sometimes with the development of a quarterback or the development of a young players, a young team. Man, we've had a young team since the Gus Bradley days, it seems like. Um, talking about the Jaguars, though, you know, I, I don't want to rail, keep railing the point with defensive end or linebacker. I think he's really more of a defensive end. Trayvon Walker, two and a half sacks in 12 games. A lot of people said before the season started, Trayvon, he might not get the stats, but he'll affect the game and affect the defense. But he affected it, all right, 40 points for Detroit in the last game. Something's got to change. Um, defensive coordinator Mike Codwell, I understand, according to sources. 
I didn't see this particular press conference, but from sources, I'm hearing that Codwell, defensive coordinator Mike Codwell, who was with Tampa Bay, he's one of the assistant coaches under uh, the defensive coordinator Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is now the head coach at Tampa Bay. Um, and and in all due respect, defense coordinator Mike Codwell worked with um, with the Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson at Philadelphia several years ago when, when Doug was a head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. So they've been together before. Um, he's a young defensive coordinator, but people got to start somewhere. And um, I think Codwell knows defense pretty good and those players pretty good. However, you got to get them in the right spot. Um, I've had some people complaining. They say, man, they've got people, you know, linebackers and maybe even Trayvon Walker. Was Trayvon Walker dropping in coverage sometimes? Um, he's got speed. He's got size. They're trying to utilize him in different ways, but only two and a half sacks in 12 games. Let him rush the passer. Can he rush the passer? We need to find that out. Jaguars have had a myriad of, uh, and some of the guys have gotten hurt, like the guy the Jags got from UAB. He's out for the year. They drafted him a couple of years back in the fourth round. Jordan, right? Jordan Smith, is that his name? He's out for the year. I think it's Jordan Smith. I kind of like this guy. I think he originally started out as a Florida Gator. He he transferred to, um, to UAB, played pretty well there. Um, so he's, you know, he's typically a guy on injured reserve now. I listen to sports radio. I'm not going to tell you which person I listen to. Listen to. I, I don't listen to as much sports radio as I used to, but, you know, I can't help it. I listen to some, and one night I was listening, and I got kind of riled up, and I, I said, I'm going to pick up the phone and, and call them. You know, they had me on hold for 15 minutes, and then the call dropped. They dropped me. And uh, I let them know that, man, I was waiting and waiting and waiting. The call dropped, and they sent me a text message back saying, hey, try again tomorrow night. Try, oh, heck with that. I can tell you everything going on right here in the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The real McCoy, the real stuff. Um, You know, Jordan Smith, I liked him. He was, um, you know, going back on it, I believe, I believe Jordan Smith was a, uh, was actually a a Codwell pick before Codwell was, was fired. Um, of course, you know, the current GM, Trent Balky was on the staff as an assistant. Um, let me see if this is, I believe it's Jordan Smith. Let me see. Is that the guy's name? The guy that played at UAB? Um, Jordan Smith. Here we go. Jordan Smith, 24 years of age, two years of experience. Um, six foot six, 250 pounds at a UAB. This is the guy, number 92, Jordan Smith. And he got hurt this year. Didn't really play any last year. And he was a, you know, adding up the years. Um, you know, he was, let's see. He was a fourth-round pick. I don't know. If, if he was a fourth-round pick in 2021, I believe. He's got two years of experience. Let's take a look. He's uh, 24 years of age, two years experience in the league out of UAB, six foot six, 250 pounds. He was drafted. He was actually drafted by Trent Baalke slash Urban Meyer. 
I think this is probably one of Balky's picks. So I think Urban, I think Herb's, uh, he picked ETN. He picked, uh, if you want to thank anyone for picking Tyson Campbell, I, I think you need to, you know, it all went through Balky, but I think you need to think, <laughs> as, as odd as it sounds to say, I think you need to thank um, Urban Meyer for, for getting Tyson Campbell on this roster. Pretty good player out of Georgia. Um, so actually, Jordan Smith was uh, post uh, Codwell, Dave Codwell. It, this was a Trent Baalke pick. I'm going to say it's a, he was a Trent Baalke pick. Jordan Smith, um, you know, he didn't play any his first year. I, I don't even know if he got on the field. You know, he might have he might have pumped the, you know, he might have actually been on the active roster a game or two. It was, and, but other than that, I mean, this is a guy that was drafted to be a pass rusher. 6'6", 250 pounds, and that's more the prototypical size pass rusher, 6'6", 250. Um, outside linebackers is what he's listed as. The Jags could have used him this year. He's never really played. He didn't play in his first year. Now he's hurt in his second year. So he was um, – Jordan Smith doesn't get much love, so I thought I'd talk about him today. He was originally drafted by Jacksonville in the fourth round. Uh, 121st overall in the 2021 draft. So he would have actually, he would have actually been a Trent Baalke slash Urban pick. I think that's probably more Trent Baalke. I think Urban made the first two picks and 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 went on about his business after that. Baalke probably took over the picks after the the second round. The Walker Little pick. You know that needs to be. I mean, is Walker Little going to play or what's going on with Walker Little? Um, you know, he's basically Walker Little as a backup now, right? So that's a little info on Jordan Smith. I was trying to remember the guy's name. When they don't play, they're kind of sight out of mind. Uh, Bethard is the backup quarterback, by the way. I think in the last podcast, I, I couldn't quite remember his name. Uh, C.J. Bethard, right? He, he could play this week because Trevor's like day-to-day. Did somebody say he was in a walking boot? You know, it started out after he got hurt. Oh, it's a knee injury. I didn't really – I didn't really think it was a knee injury because he was kind of, he was kind of holding, or it looked like it, it the injured, the injured uh, area was below the knee on the back of the leg, but apparently it wasn't so much an ankle and, and maybe the ankle did receive some stress um, from the injury. Maybe part of the knee did, but the main stress of the injury was apparently the toe. So it wasn't a knee injury as first reported. It was not an ankle injury as later reported. It's more of a toe injury. I was talking to somebody about it the other day. I said, man, I hope it's not a turf toe. If it's a turf toe, man, it, that injury could linger about all year. And then we're going to get to know C.J. Bethard a little bit more. And he started games in this league before. Throw was a pretty good ball, at least, you know, that 40, 50-yard pass. He can throw it. I don't know about, you know, throwing those sharp, fast passes uh, near the sidelines, like 20 yards down the sidelines, like Trevor can throw it because Trevor can make all the throws. He can't potentially, he can make all the throws in the NFL. Jaguars got the Titans uh, this week. The Jacksonville Jaguars play at Tennessee. Boy, this is two, two road games in a row. Uh, Detroit took down the Jags. Man, it's horrible to even think about that score. I keep thinking about James Carville, man. If you if your team gets beat like that, man, you don't even want to read the next day's paper back in the old days if you were reading the paper back then. Like being a Florida Gator fan like I am when the Gators lose, 
You don't want to read that Sunday paper if you're a true college football fan, right? So the Jaguars played the Titans. The last time I looked at the line, the Titans were actually a four-point favorite. The Titans come into this game highly injured. They are really, I'm not going to say depleted, but they are, at this juncture, highly injured. I'll leave it at that. Or I could talk a little bit more about it. And, I'm, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, Jaguars play at the Titans. We'll check in with our source. The last time we checked in with our source a day or two ago, maybe a couple of days ago, uh, the report was the uh, Jaguars and the Titans. The Titans are four-point favorite. Uh, our source also liked the Titans to win the game. Now, I'm sitting here listening to sports radio, and I'm, I'm hearing how injured the Titans are. And then there's people saying no matter how injured the Titans are, they're going to beat the Jaguars and cover the spread. So let's pull it up again. The Titans, by the way, are 7-5. and five. The Jaguars are 4-8. and eight. And it's it's tragic. The Jaguars, you know, they, they really should have about six wins by now at least. They should be six and six. The Titans are seven and five. The Titans are not really the best seven and five. Uh, they're leading the division. You know, for, for years, the Titans drafted offensive line guys. They've always had a good offensive line. Uh, Derrick Henry, man, he became a household name in the NFL against the Jaguars with like a 99-yard touchdown run on Thursday night football uh, several years ago. And he seems like he's gotten better and better ever since. He's playing well this year. Um, the Jaguars had a chance to put together a pretty good offensive line. I like the Fortner pick. The Jaguars drafted the center out of Kentucky in the third round of the 2022 draft. I like that pick. However, in the first round, I was wanting an offensive lineman in the first round and then probably the third round like the Jaguars did with Fortner. Um, you know, the Jags got that late first round pick in Devin Lloyd. I think Lloyd played good, what, his first two, three, four games, and he's been I don't know. He's been like uh, out of sight, out of mind. He's just not playing good football right now. And in fact, it got to the point where Doug Peterson said, "Hey, we're gonna in, we're gonna install Chad Muma in there to start at linebacker." The Jags did, and, and Muma actually had one and a half sacks the last game. It was a half a sack, I believe, by Devon Hamilton, the nose tackle. Trayvon Walker. He was absent from the sacks. Two and a half sacks in twelve games. And then people tell me off and on, they say, yeah, but he affects he affects the game. Well, that may be true, but yeah, he affected the game all right. Detroit got 40 points last week. So talking about the game coming up this week, um, the line on the game, let's see if it's still four points. No, 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 it's down to three and a half. Wow. Titans a three and a half point favorite. My source still likes the, the uh, Titans to, to win the game, cover the spread. And one of my sources is kind of saying, you know, he's he's saying kind of like 26 to 20. Titans could win this game about 27 to 20 or 26 to 21 in that area. So he's got the Titans. My, my source is the Titans winning the game, covering the spread. Uh, the Titans are very, very light at wide receiver right now. I heard a report that I think they've only got like two active wide receivers that aren't hurt right now. So they're going to have to, you may see some different people in the lineup for the Titans this week. I think they have to pull up a player or two at wide receiver from their practice squad. 
I got no idea who, who those players are. Um, typically, I see Derrick Henry running the ball behind their offensive line. I, I hear their offensive line may be banged up too. Man, if, if, if Derrick Henry can have a big day against the Jaguars, that just, man, that just makes you want to pound the desk again about this defense. Speaking of the Jaguars' defense, uh, defense coordinator Mike Codwell, I was trying to talk about this earlier, and then, then all of a sudden a couple of things went off in my head and I started talking about other subjects. That happens with me sometimes. Defense coordinator Mike Codwell, you know, I was telling you about the press conference that somebody was telling me about that I didn't get a chance to see, but a good source told me that, that uh, Codwell said it's very frustrating. Someone asked him about the pass rush. Codwell, defensive coordinator for the Jaguars, Mike Codwell, says um, it's frustrating, very frustrating. And, hey, after the press conference, he said, hey, uh, we're going to go out there and work on the pass rush again. How about that? So defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator Mike Codwell said the Jags are going back out there to work on the pass rush again, and, and that they, they should. Trayvon Walker, will the light switch go on? Seemed like I was saying that about Taven Bryan for two or three years, and, of course, he's no longer a Jaguar now. Um, last I heard, Taven Bryan was up in Cleveland, you know, doing his thing with the Browns, I believe. We'll talk more about the Jaguars coming up, Teal Shirt Report podcast. There were some high school football, I think these were state championship games, were played last night, a few, and then there's more tonight. We'll be back, more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Stay tuned. This is episode show number 68. Do you remember Sane Beatles? He wore 68 for the Jaguars. Wasn't the most successful guy. Uh, Andrew Norwell was a little bit more successful, and he wore 68 for the Jaguars. Also, more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Okay, you're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're talking about episode show number 68. Some guys that wore 68. I know there were better players that wore 68 than these guys, but these were some Jaguars. Zane Beatles, who not everybody was fond of. Zane played, he played okay at times, but probably not worth the free agent money that Dave Codwell gave Zane Beatles over time. But he was a good guy. He had a... You know, he did some good charity work, too. I will say that uh, he was with Denver, Jacksonville. And then after he left Jacksonville, he played maybe a year or two uh, for the 49ers, I believe. A guard, basically a left guard. Um, he was replaced by, I think when Tom Coughlin came in, uh, he was replaced by Andrew Norwell. And then Norwell just left the Jaguars. He had Norwell had some injury problems, but then he got healthy and he signed a, he signed a free agent contract with the Washington Redskins, or I should say the Washington Commanders. And it wasn't a trade, but the Jags signed uh, Sheriff, the right guard from from Washington. And then uh, let's see, Andrew Norwell, I believe, was signed with the Washington Football Team slash Washington Commanders. So, 68 was kind of synonymous for Zane Beatles, Andrew Norwell. And I'm sure there's a guy wearing 68 on the roster now. So, we'll try, maybe we'll try to find him in a little bit. If we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. 
Um, 68. That's the number. Number 68. Episode show number 68 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Good to have you tuned in. Um, we're going to talk high school football, the Jags, of course. I did want to, again, we talked about the, um, you know, the fact the Jaguars now are a three and a half point underdog. Uh, the other day, a couple of days ago, originally the Titans were like a four point favorite. Now they're down to three and a half with some injuries. The Titans very light in, in the wide receiver, uh, department so light where I think they've only got maybe two of their wide receiver, their regular wide receivers available. That means they're going to have to pull up at least a couple of guys uh, from the practice squad. Uh, they, they're kind of banged up across the offensive line some, and that's kind of been their strong suit over the years, blocking for um, Derrick Henry, who quite frankly has become one of the, the better and even at times best running backs uh, in the NFL. Out of Uly, Florida, played at Alabama, and the Titans have had him, you know, his whole NFL career, so they re-signed him. Uh, we're going to talk uh, Hall of Fame trip with Dee McDermott here in a few minutes. I do want to tell you about uh, North Florida Entertainment, though, some of the concerts uh, that are coming up. Uh, got a little bit of concert action coming up. Let's see. Okay, I know Psychic Deli going to be back at the Voussoir. In January, let's pull up the info on that. Uh, let's see, some shows going on now. You know, recently, North Florida local band Psychic Deli uh, played the rooftop at the San Sebastian Winery in St. Augustine, Florida. That was back on Friday, let's see, Friday, November the 4th, uh, last month, uh, from Chris Parker with local North Florida band Psychic Deli. Um, Let's see, quoting Chris. Chris said, uh, we had two shows lined up, but we had to cancel due to a band member scheduling conflicts. Man, when that happens sometimes, right? Right now, though, but he gave me the next official date they've got coming up. Right now, Chris Parker with Psychic Deli, local North Florida band. Chris Parker says, right now, it looks like January the 21st at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach, Florida is next on the books officially. But a lot can happen between now and then. And uh, Chris Parker said, he said, I'll keep you posted, Scott. So that's great. Thanks, thanks, Chris Parker, uh, for keeping us up to date on, on, on your shows that you guys do with Psychic Deli. And uh, that's uh, from Chris Parker with the local North Florida band Psychic Deli. Again, they will be at the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach, Florida. January the 21st to the Boussoir in Atlantic Beach, Florida. Any changes, any new shows coming up with Psychic Deli, I'll let you know. That's a North Florida local band. Also, the Beach Boys will be in St. Augustine, Florida. That's right. This one just uh, came, you know, I came across this one, and I I needed to tell you about the Beach Boys in St. Augustine, Florida. They will be in St. Augustine, Florida on Saturday night, February the uh, 25th of 2023. You can catch a wave with the Beach Boys on um, Saturday night in St. Augustine. So that's going to be over there at the, um, I believe that's the amphitheater. It says St. Augustine, Florida. We'll do some double checking on that, but the Beach Boys will be in St. Augustine, Florida on Saturday night, February the 25th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. Double checking, it is at the St. Augustine Amphitheater in St. Augustine, Florida. Also at the big arena, downtown Jacksonville. 
at the huge arena downtown in the stadium complex, you know, with uh, not too far, just a, you know, about three or four blocks from TIAA Bank Field. You got Journey and Toto coming to Jacksonville, Florida. That's right. Also, Journey and Toto coming to Jacksonville, Florida soon. In just a few weeks, actually, on Sunday, a few months or, or now just a few weeks, on Sunday, February the 26th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m., uh, Toto and Journey at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, your chance to see Journey and also the group Toto to see them, you know, here in North Florida. That is a look at some of the, uh, you know, North Florida entertainment going on. Uh, the Iceman. Won the other night. They beat the Utah Grizzlies 5-2. to two. That was back on, what, December the 7th? And uh, let me pull up the East Coast Hockey League standings because the Jacksonville Icemen are probably the best entertainment value in North Florida. North Florida's hockey team, the Jacksonville Icemen, uh, we are going to work on getting that interview with Bob Arabolo. I mean, this is a long and winding road and we'll get Bob on sometime very soon. We've been long overdue with doing an interview with Bob Arablo. I know Bob and uh, we will get in touch with him and do an interview. Uh, we are in the season now though, the 2022-23 uh, East Coast Hockey League season. There's a lot of teams in this league. There's well over 20 teams in the East Coast Hockey League. I, I kind of primarily concentrate on looking at the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. But the Icemen will play teams from the other divisions, too. Right now, the Florida Everblades, a long-time, really, really good franchise, solid franchise in the East Coast Hockey League. The Florida Everblades in uh, first place, 20 games played, 13 wins, only four losses, two overtime losses, and one shutout loss. They've got 29 total points, and they're in first place. Uh, in the South Division of the East Coast Hockey League, the Florida Everblades with 29 points. South Carolina Stingrays in second with 26 points. Atlanta Gladiators are in third place with 23 points, tied with the Greenville Swamp Rabbits for third and fourth with 23 points for Greenville also. The Jacksonville Icemen have been moving up the standings. They're now they're now just not – they were 10-9 and nine. last podcast we did. Now they're up to 11-9. and nine. With uh, 20 games in, the Icemen, they got a winning record. They're up to 11 wins, just uh, nine losses on the season. So now they're up to a winning record with 22 total points in the standings for the Jacksonville Icemen. Uh, A new team in the East Coast Hockey League just up the road, the Savannah Ghost Pirates, 21 points. They're one point behind the Icemen. And the Orlando Solar Bears pulling up the rear in the south with 17 total points. So that's our report on the Jacksonville Iceman uh, right here on North Florida Entertainment. We gave you some uh, concert shows coming up too as part of North uh, Florida Entertainment. Jaguars, a three and a half point underdog with the Tennessee Titans on the road up in Nashville. Uh, kickoff is uh, this Sunday at uh, one o'clock PM. Heck that's uh, coming up this Sunday, December the 11th. 2023 kickoff at one o'clock up in Nashville. The Tennessee Titans are now, as we speak, uh, it was a four point spread. The Titans were favored by four. Now they're the spread is down to three and a half points. I tell you, Vegas tries to tease you with our Jacksonville Jaguars, don't they? They got that four point spread down to three and a half now. 
means something's happening. Well, Tennessee's got some injuries. They they fired their general manager, even though they're in first place. So how are they going to come out and play? There's people from that follow the team in Nashville that I hear that says, man, they're going to come out and play on fire. The first place Tennessee Titans in the AFC South. And they're going to light up the Jaguars. Well, they could. I mean, the game's on the road. There has been some really bad experiences for Jaguars teams going up to Nashville, such as the game where Derrick Henry on Thursday night football ran a touchdown for like over 90 yards. I think it was 98 or 99 yards, probably close to an NFL record. That was really the game where Derrick Henry became really an NFL household word as a running back, because prior to that, like his first couple of years in the league, he was kind of considered when I followed Derrick Henry, the first year or two of his career, he was kind of like a, kind of like a mediocre or average or slightly average, slightly above average running back. Seemed like it all changed after that long run against the Jaguars on Thursday night football Brother Bortles said he didn't like the mustard uniforms, the all gold or yellow uniforms that Jaguars wore. The What did they call those? The uh, Thursday night, uh, they called them the, what did they call those type uniforms? The, uh, well, they were just real bright. You know, everybody was wearing these real bright, uh, like gold on gold. And I remember Brother Bortles said he really didn't like those uniforms. And the Jaguars, apparently, the whole team didn't like them either because they played very, very badly in those. Uh, for the most part, on uh, that Thursday night. The Jags the Jags have not had much luck with the Titans, especially up in Tennessee. We'll see what happens this Sunday at 1 o'clock. I'm pulling for the Jags. Uh, I saw a report on Twitter where someone that follows the Jaguars said, hey, I'm picking the Jaguars. Well, you could do that. And on the surface, that looks like a decent pick because of the fact that Tennessee Titans got a lot of injuries. But now... They're going to be playing on a motion. Their general manager just got 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 canned. You notice I didn't put any word in front of the word canned. I could have, but uh, the general manager got canned by the Titans. So they're going to be kind of, they might come in, they might play with fire at home. This is at Tennessee. This is the second road game in a row for the Jaguars. After the Jaguars got destroyed, their defense especially, the Jaguars defense got destroyed 40 to 14. Now, what I'm envisioning is the Titans running Derrick Henry a lot, doing play-action passes with their quarterback, and it could be a long day. And if the Jaguars' defense plays badly this week, man, this could be really serious. They've got to really come back and play a lights-out game. If, if possible, if possible, if the Jaguars' defense can do that. Um, the source I told you has got the Titans covering the three-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, most of the scores I'm hearing from my source, he's kind of, my source is kind of feeling that the Titans may win the thing 26, 20, about 26 to 20 in that area. Um, this is a team, the Titans. I also heard something. This is a stat that I'm glad I'm mentioning now. I just came across my mind. You know, I take notes, uh, things I want to talk about during the podcast. Like we talked about Codwell saying they're, they're still working on the pass rush. Codwell said it's also very frustrating right now, but they're working on the pass rush. They are. Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker. Two and a half sacks in, in 12 games. I know that Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider, we talked in the preseason, and hey, Trayvon got a sack in a preseason game, and 
Max said, man, if he could get one sack every game, that'd be, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 sacks. Well, man, that ain't happening. Um, Trayvon Walker's got two and a half sacks in 12 games. He's got to turn it up a notch and turn it up a notch quick. I think in this game, we'll really find out what Trayvon Walker is made of up in Nashville. Um, he doesn't get many sacks on the on the stat count. He really didn't get many sacks on the stat count up in Georgia, but he affected the game. The people that say, hey, Trayvon Walker's going to be a great player. Hey, he's affecting the game. Yeah, he did. Detroit got 40 points. It's a team game, I know. But the Jaguars' defense, man, they're playing a team. The Tennessee Titans' offense is not that good. Derrick Henry's good, but the, overall the Tennessee offense is not that good. They rely on running the ball with Henry, maybe some play-action passes, and that's it. They got two healthy wide receivers. You know, most teams have, what, four, five, six healthy wide receivers. The Titans got two, count them, not, not, not three. They got two healthy wide receivers, which means they're going to have to bring up a couple of guys from the practice squad. We don't even, I don't even know who those guys are. They were walking the street. Now they're on the practice squad and they're going to be on the Titans roster. The GM uh, for the Titans, why he got fired, he did make some moves. The Julio, was it the Julio Jones movie made? That was really kind of a, uh, kind of a stinker and uh, kind of got him in the doghouse and then trading another, uh, I think another wide receiver away. Um, I don't know all the ramifications. I just know the GM got fired by the Titans. And I don't know if there were issues. Maybe the coaching staff and the GM weren't seeing eye to eye on everything because maybe there were players being brought in and traded off and that maybe the coaching staff said, hey, we, we don't really like that, but the GM is in charge. So the Titans are a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Jaguars. We just did take a look at the point spread on this December the 10th, you know, just just within the last hour. It was a four-point spread. Now it's down to three and a half. They're teasing us again. Vegas is teasing us, uh, Jaguars fans. It's up at Nashville. The Jaguars have played, traditionally have played most of the games they played up there. They played so badly, especially the defense. Oh, my. So we'll find out what happens. Trayvon Walker, man, if you ever – if you ever could realize your potential, this would be the game to show it. I know you're a rookie in your first year, two and a half sacks, 12 games. I really wanted, and everybody knows this, you can go back and listen to previous podcasts. I wanted an offensive lineman with that first overall pick. I really did. But everybody said, oh, everybody said, how can you pick an offensive lineman with a first overall draft pick? I tell you how. You got a, you, you got a, you got a defensive end right now that's, that's not affecting the game. He's not – he might – I think the last game he might have got a quarterback pressure or hit. That's it. That's it. The Jaguars' pass rush is not getting to the quarterback. Chad Mooma, the linebacker, only starting his second game, gets a sack and a half. Devon Hamilton pushing the pocket from his nose tackle position, getting a half sack. I think Mooma may be hurting even out this week, I believe. So what's going to happen? What is going to happen? Devin Lloyd, is he going to show up this week? Um, you know, there was an injured player last week that didn't play. Uh, let's let's hope that Andre Sisco can get out there and play some safety this week. Hopefully he'll be ready to go. 
And it's all up in the air with uh, Trevor Lawrence. I had heard maybe he had a boot. Um, obviously, if he plays, he's going to take the boot off. And, and then I heard another report that they might be working on a, a specially fit shoe for him. I mean, it, to me, I could be wrong. It's a toe injury, but it's sounding like a turf toe. If it's a turf toe, it could be a lingering injury the, the rest of the season. C.J. Beathard's a backup quarterback. Hey, there's a chance you may see him in this one. I can't pick the Jags to win. I'm just, I'm just seeing too many nightmarish things that have happened. I'm not, I'm not going to pick this game one way or the other. I'm going to watch, report to you what happened, and I'm going to, I'm going to hope that Trayvon Walker has a big game, and we see something out of him this week. We need to. This is the rival game. This is the biggest rivalry the Jaguars have. And obviously, you know, the Titans are seven and five. The Jaguars are four and eight. So in the standings with five games to play, the Jaguars are actually still in it, but, you know, by a thread. The Titans have a three-game lead over the Jaguars. You want to cut that lead to two games, you got to win this week. There will be another game at home with the Titans. The Jaguars got two games left with the Titans, including this game this Sunday. So... You know, as far as the Jaguars and the Titans go, I am pulling for the Jaguars as always. I've covered the Jaguars since they were born in 1993. Then they started playing games in 1995. I was at the first game, and they were playing the same franchise, the Houston Oilers back then, and the Jaguars lost that one at home. The home opener with an expansion team, they lost to Houston 10-3. to Has much changed since then? Well, the Jaguars made it to three AFC championship games, uh, made two AFC championship games uh, back in the late 90s. They made a AFC championship game in the 2017 season. The game was played with the Patriots in January of 2018. Patriots had one penalty for 10 yards. NFL officiating is horrible. It's been horrible for five or six years now. That's my take. And... A lot of people don't like complaining about me complaining about officiating or anybody complaining about officiating. I mean, I'm a homer. I'm covering I'm covering the Jacksonville Jaguars on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, but but the NFL officiating it's been bad a lot of times for both teams in a game. Uh, we need I'm going to say we need full time NFL officials, and I've I've heard that echoed you know through, throughout the nation, you know throughout Florida, throughout the nation. We'll see what happens. Jaguars kick off at Tennessee and Nashville, 1 o'clock p.m. Uh, that game is going to be this Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock. The Titans a two-and-a-half point. I'm sorry, three-and-a-half point favorite. It was a four-point spread. Just reiterating that the Titans are a three-and-a-half point favorite over the Jaguars this Sunday, December the 11th, with a kickoff at 1 o'clock p.m. Um, gave you a little report on the Iceman, North Florida Entertainment. Uh, we'll do, you know, we'll do some high school scores also real quick. We're going to join Dee McDermott as well. Um, I tell you, I, I enjoy the interview, the interviews I did with Dee McDermott, who's running the uh, pro football hall of fame trip from North Florida on up to uh, Canton, Ohio. The trip will be in June of, uh, 2023, June 8th through June the 12th. We'll talk to Dee McDermott, uh, here in a moment, high school football, by the way. Man, I saw some uh, some low clouds and fog this morning. 
on Saturday morning, December the 10th, 64 degrees was our low. It's going to get cooler again, though, the next couple of days, as I understand it. Um, high school football, um, you know, our last podcast, you can always go back to episode show number 67 for a load of games that we reported on in North Florida, South Georgia, a pocket of South, Southeast Alabama, and even Central Florida. Uh, we're going to pull up the high school scores from last night, Friday night, December the 9th. And I haven't found all of them yet, but I'm going to give you some. I want to say hello to uh, Danny Jack Nasser, high school classmate of mine at Ed White. He's, he posts on Facebook a good bit. He's a friend of mine on Facebook. He said, good Saturday morning and God bless you all. Please be safe. It's one of Danny's posts. John Gaylor, thank you for the information. Uh, that you sent to me in regards to, man, there were some great high school football games. I've only found three from last night because there's a lot of games Saturday night, December the 11th, as we record this podcast. Oh, oh, let me, let me back up. It's Saturday, December 10th. A lot of games tonight, Saturday, December the 10th, as we record this podcast. So there were a few high school games last night. There may have been more than I found, you know, across, uh, you know, North Florida, now all of Florida with the, the playoffs, the high school state playoffs getting down actually to the final four, or in most cases, the championship round now, the state title games. So now we're not talking so much about North Florida. We're talking about Florida, the entire state of Florida, the entire state of Georgia, Alabama. Uh, I did get a few scores already today. We'll add some more scores as time goes on as far as state championships go. Uh, got some folks contacting me now. From our sources, I mean, the phone seems like it's always ringing around here. Uh, David Martin gave me a report that uh, semi-pro football report, the uh, APDFL league taking on a, a uh, what is this, IAFLX league game. These are two leagues, kind of two teams from two leagues playing each other in kind of a preseason game. Makes sense of Pensacola versus Mobile. I know David uh, David Martin will give me the update on this game, December the 10th, 6 o'clock p.m. today at Sage Park. And uh, let's see those teams. Let's see the Panthers are playing in this game. Um, Pensacola Panthers are playing Mobile. It's going to be interesting. And uh, I get a lot of semi-pro. I think David's going to play again this year because he's played a lot of years of semi-pro football outdoor. He's played some indoor too, I believe. Um, but uh, we'll keep you up to, date with, up to date with semi-pro football. Hopefully we'll have an interview with EIF uh, Commissioner uh, Bobby Damerol, who's now kind of stepped away from being a coach, and he's going to concentrate on running the EIF uh, Elite Indoor Football League as well. We hope to get an interview with Coach Bobby Damerol. I've always called him Coach Bobby, but now he's kind of moved into the uh, commissioner's capacity of the elite of the elite indoor football league as well so you got pensacola and mobile that's outdoor football december the 10th six o'clock p.m sage park that's going to be in the panhandle of florida way over in uh, north west florida that's right that area uh kind of the alabama florida border in the panhandle of florida um we got a lot of folks listening david martin thank you for tuning in john naylor man john gaylor i call him naylor sometimes i don't know why i do that John Naylor, he's he's got that from me several times. John Gaylor, I know him pretty well now. John Gaylor gives us info on high school football. Man, he sent me a message about 
um, a high school football game that was really, really good on Friday night, December the 9th. I got to get my date straight here because this is Saturday morning, December the 10th, as we're recording this podcast. On Friday night, December the 9th, there was a really good football game. It was tied 31-31. Coco got a touchdown very late in the game and won the game. This was actually a state championship game. Coco in Florida, Coco 38, FSU High School. That's Florida State High School. Uh, Coco 38, FSU High School 31, a final. Congratulations to Coco High School on winning the state title. Great game on Friday night, December the 9th of 2022 there'll be even more high school games tonight on saturday night december the 10th we'll keep you up to date with all this stuff right here on the teal shirt report podcast and the teal shirt report podcast nation or the teal shirt report podcast network over in georgia let's see some state final games in georgia over in georgia in the state high school playoffs i've been to fitzgerald when uh, I did Randolph Clay play-by-play for the Randolph Clay Red Devils many, many years ago. I did that for like over 10 years, almost 15 years. Uh, Thompson, Georgia. Thompson, 32. Fitzgerald, 27. A final. That should have been a state championship game. Thompson, Thompson, 32. Fitzgerald, 27. A final on Friday night, December the 9th of 2022. Also in Georgia, this is a little bit further up in North Georgia. Langston Hughes defeated Gainesville, Georgia. Everybody talks about Gainesville. No, not, not, not Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville, Georgia. Langston Hughes, 33. Gainesville, Georgia, 28. A final in another great game. These were all really close games. Thompson beats Fitzgerald by five points. Uh, Langston Hughes beats Gainesville, Georgia by seven points. And that Coco, uh, the Florida game that I gave you earlier, Coco defeated FSU High School. Coco, 38, FSU High School, 31. These were some high school football games on uh, Saturday. No, no, Friday night. I'm sorry, Friday night, December the 9th. But there'll be more games, more high school football championship games coming up tonight on Saturday night, December the 10th. I believe a Popka's game is actually, I think John... Uh, John Gaylor told me that a Popka's game is actually a few days from now. I think he said uh, December the 17th. We'll we'll update that uh, with John Gaylor. That uh, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of messages uh, right now. I've got to say I'm doing the podcast now, which is always fun doing the podcast. Right? We got our inter- we got our interview. We've got our interview coming up with. Uh, you know, the one, the only D.D. McDermott, former professional baseball player that's going to run this uh, trip out of Jacksonville in North Florida, heading up to the Hall of Fame in uh, Canton, Ohio. So uh, let's do some of that now. Let's bring in D.D. McDermott. We, we enjoy talking to D.D. He's running the Hall of Fame trip, going to Canton, Ohio in uh, June of 2023, June the 8th through uh, June the 12th of 2023. Man, you can book your trip. Let's tell you more about it. Let's bring in uh, D.D. McDermott. Let's hear some of our interview with D.D. McDermott, more of our interview and conversation with D.D. McDermott with Elegant Time Travel. Stand by for that. Okay, we're we're on location with the Teal Shirt Report podcast, talking to D.D. McDermott with Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond 
Entertainment. And uh, Dee Dee's going to tell you about the Hall of Fame trip where you can go to Canton, Ohio. Man, you can go to Canton, Ohio and enjoy, you know, about four days, three nights at the Hall of Fame. I'll let Dee Dee give you the, the complete rundown on the days. But uh, if you want to go to the Hall of Fame trip in Canton, Ohio, the best thing to do is uh, pick up the phone, call Dee Dee McDermott at 904 442 Going to introduce you to Dee Dee McDermott now, who's a former professional baseball player. And uh, Dee Dee knows a lot about sports, football, baseball. We talked basketball before the interview, too. So if you want to talk sports with Dee Dee, you can call him up, too. But the main thing is, hey, he would love to book a trip for you where you can go to the Hall of Fame at 904-442-3810, 904-442-3810. Tell us about the trip, date. Okay, this is Dr. Dee Dee McDermott from Dark Diamond Entertainment. I'm trying to bring to Jacksonville a four-day and three-night trip to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, starting from June 8th to June 12th of 2023. The price is $600. And what you get is round trip comfort coach transportation from Jacksonville to Canton. You get four days and three nights at the fabulous Baymont at Wyndham Hotel in Canton, Ohio. You get coach transportation and admission to the Hall of Fame Museum. You get four breakfasts. You also get a round trip going to the shopping center and also coach transportation and admission into the Hall of Fame park where they, where they play the Hall of Fame game every, every year. I have 200 people. And what I need is 200. What I'm saying is, don't be late to be great. Yeah. You don't want to be 201 or 202. You'll be out. Just 200. It's an intimate trip with about 200 people going. How many buses you got going up there? I got four buses going up there with 50 people in each bus. And we got we got hotel space for 210. But we only have seats in the bus for 200. The other 10, I have spaces for them also. What I'm saying is, call me now, 904-442-3810, and I have a payment plan for you that will not hurt your pocket. There you go. Um, and this is, a, this is a chance to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're, we're, we're talking about this is professional football, and you're going to get to, you know, you're going to get to see, you know, at the Hall of Fame, they got the films, the busts. Tony Baselli of Jacksonville Jaguar just got into the Hall of Fame this year. So, Tell it, kind of give us uh, a rundown, DD, of uh, what's going on in the Hall of Fame. Where, what will they see when they first enter the Hall of Fame? Well, when you first get to the Hall of Fame, you like you see the Hall of Fame, the museum. Then when you go in, there's bus all around you. You can find your favorite player, stand next to it, and take pictures. Then you then you go into the hall, and you see all kind of films, artifacts. All kind of situations that, that go back 40 and 50 years of all the great players who played pro football. For all the pro football fans out there who have never been, this is your chance to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and tell everybody when you get back, you should have came with me. <laughs> you know, I, I don't doubt that for a minute. 904-442-3810 to contact D.D. McDermott. He's putting the trip together. It's um, elegant time traveling, dark diamond entertainment. Uh, we've been telling you, about the trip, the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame trip. Make your plans to be there. Give D.D. McDermott a call at 904-442-3810, 904-442-3810. And, man, it's going to be really exciting. So if they have questions, they can call you, right? Yes, they can. 
if you have any questions about anything, as I said, like the situation is $600 per person, double occupancy. I have a payment plan that will not hurt you. You give me a call. Any Anything you need to know, I will give you the answer, and then we can start from there. That's right. That's Dee Dee McDermott putting the trip together for elegant time travel. Give him a call at 904-442-3810. 904-442-3810. You know, I know people have probably sat around and said, man, I'd love to go to the Hall of Fame. I, you know, I hear people talking about it, but I've never been. It is truly a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for many for many people. It is a once-in-a-lifetime situation in which when once you do it, you can tell everybody that you went. And they'll ask you, well, how will I be able to do it? Next year, you can go. BD one out of the 200. And I stress that, 200, four buses at 50 people. Those are the ones who are going to be the first ones for Florida to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, June 8th to June 12th, 2023. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Just, uh, you know, a uh, few weeks away, a few months away. 2023 be there at the pro football hall of fame in canton ohio dd mcdermott he can hook you up with elegant time travel and dark diamond entertainment again we'll give you the phone number 904-442-3810 904-442-3810 and dd mcdermott thank you for joining us on the teal shirt report podcast today i want to thank you scott i hope to do this again with you on other trips i'm doing Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, hey, you're going to have a lot of fun. Hey, free breakfast kind of caught my year. And then plus getting to see all the greats from years gone by in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. As Scott just told you, four breakfasts for every morning that you're there. We're going to have great dinners. We're going to have nice competition on on the buses. And I'm going to have prizes for people on the buses also. You're going to come. You're going to have a good time. And you're going to be able to say that I've been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Have you? <laughs> That's right. Be there. 904-442-3810. 904-442-3810 for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, D.D. McDermott, thank you for joining us again. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, sir. You've been listening to our interview with D.D. McDermott with Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. Didi's putting together a trip to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hope you have a chance to be there. And we'll be talking to Didi McDermott again uh, real soon right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, thank you for listening. I tell you what, man, I, I enjoyed uh, our interviews with uh, Didi McDermott. We've had a, a couple of segments with Didi. We'll be uh, interviewing Didi again in the future. I'm, I'm looking forward to our interview upcoming soon. I'm hoping with um, Bob Arablo, who's part of the management group uh, with the Jacksonville Iceman. The Iceman playing better hockey now. They're like ten and eight. Is that right? Ten and eight now. Uh, I pull up the uh, East Coast Hockey League standings again, but they're like. Uh, after 18 games, they're like two games over 500. And, you know, they got off to a 2-0 start. Then they kind of hit the skids. And that's really what happens in a season of hockey. East Coast Hockey League especially. There, You know, there's pitfalls in the season. There's hot streaks. Um, I, I do know from the Iceman's history of being in Jacksonville for five years now, I think this may be the sixth year, but I'll, I'll get that clarified with Bob Arabla when we do the interview with him. But, it's great to have hockey in Jacksonville. When I moved back to Jacksonville, there was not hockey here. When I was a kid, we had the, I mean, I was a really young kid when the Jacksonville Rockets were here. 
I remember going to the the old Jacksonville Coliseum. First time in my life I ever ice skated. And the Jacksonville Barons were, and I was a young kid then, the Jacksonville Barons were uh, playing hockey in Jacksonville in the mid-70s. I left and uh, several years later, I left, went up to, got into radio, uh, you know, worked in radio in Jacksonville, Florida, and then moved up to uh, Western Georgia, ran a radio station for several years up there. Uh, did some radio work up in Alabama as well. So I've kind of been a sports talker in three states, Florida, Georgia, and in Alabama. Pulling up the standings again, we gave you the complete standings earlier, just double-checking. Actually, the Jacksonville Iceman, 20 games in. They're two, I, I'm right, they're two games over 500, but they're actually 11-9, and nine, 11 wins and nine losses. The new team in Savannah, let's see, 19 games in, they're 9-7. and seven. Uh, but they also have three, what is that, three overtime losses. So the um, the Savannah team, the Savannah team, not as many wins as Jacksonville. They're nine wins, seven losses, but they got three of those overtime losses as well. Jacksonville has 22 points in the standing, Savannah 21, Orlando 17. Those are the, the three teams toward the bottom. But I, I will tell you this, Bob Aroblo and the Iceman, Keep an eye on the Iceman because they will they will change that roster over. They'll bring a player or two in as the season progresses that'll really help them. I look for the Iceman to get back on a on a, a hot streak. I mean, they've won a couple of games in a row now, and they're eleven and nine. So good luck to the Jacksonville Iceman. We love talking about Jacksonville Iceman hockey. If you've never been to a hockey game, I know a lot of people from the South. Not everybody's been to a hockey game, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot better than watching the game on TV because you can, you can, you know, when you're at the game, you could actually look around at whatever you want to see. It's, it's more, hockey is more than just following the puck, right? A bouncing puck, man, a bouncing puck can take all kinds of crazy bounces. I, uh, you know, I found that out when we covered the, uh, you know, I, I, we used to cover, when I was in radio up in Western Georgia, we used to cover the Atlanta Knights. They won actually won an IHL championship with the old IHL that apparently doesn't exist anymore. Uh, then the Atlanta Thrashers came to town for several years. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a chance to go up there and I was in the suite up there at Phillips Arena uh, covering the Atlanta Thrashers. And eventually the Thrashers, uh, they had been in Atlanta for, for a few years and then Lo and behold, they up and moved to uh, Winnipeg. They're now known as the Winnipeg Jets. So hockey is a lot of fun. Um, and we got a team in Jacksonville and a good organization, too. I mean, they've made a commitment to Jacksonville. They bought that that igloo, the Ice and Sports Complex uh, near Emerson and Phillips. I believe they call it the igloo. They're going to have two uh, sheets of ice over there, which means, um, you know, practice facility for the Icemen. A couple of different uh, sheets of ice. Uh, I heard they're going to have some type of video games over there. Uh, I'm assuming some type of gift shop. But what we're going to do, we're going to we're going to talk to Bob Arablo about that when I talk to him. And I do know this for a fact. I think they put pretty much close close to a twenty million dollars into that facility, which I guess part of that is you know obtaining and buying the you know, the uh, the old ice and sports complex and plus renovating. They've been renovating uh, that that building for, you know, a good a good while. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to Bob Arablo about that and the Jacksonville Iceman in general when we do an interview with uh, Bob, you know, hopefully in the coming days or weeks, maybe sooner. 
So we, we got it for you right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. If you'd ever like to write me, you can. Uh, Scott at BigJReport.com. That's my email address, Scott at BigJReport.com. Uh, you can always call me too. My phone number is actually on our on our uh, website at bigjreport.com. That's bigjreport.com. Special thank you to all of our sponsors uh, with bigjreport.com. We tell you about them here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We want to thank everyone who helps bring these podcasts our way. Uh, Saucer Realty and Capital for your North Florida real estate needs in North Florida. There's a link to Saucer Realty and Capital, you know, on our on our website at BigJReport.com. Want to thank uh, Dee Dee McDermott with Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. They're doing the Hall of Fame trip in June of 2023. Uh, Want to thank the Mad Max Mix, MadMaxMix.Weebly.com, the Internet Radio Wednesday Night Music Request Show, primarily for pop music oldies. Uh, classic rock oldies, check out the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. The Mad Max Mix are heard on Wednesday nights, 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time. And don't forget about uh, LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. That's LakeUfallahits.com. So that's kind of a rundown of the, uh, the sponsor list uh, here at the Teal Shirt Report podcast, talking college football real quick, uh, congratulating the teams that, that actually won their conference championship games. You got to win your division in your conference to get to the championship game. Michigan ended up destroying Purdue 43-22. Big season for Jim Harbaugh. Undefeated Michigan is in the playoff. Uh, Clemson is not in the playoff, but they did win the ACC championship game. Uh, what was that? 39 to 10 over North Carolina, Clemson, 39, North Carolina, 10, North Carolina, nine and four Clemson finishes up 11 and two with a couple of losses. So Clemson is not in the playoff TCU lost their championship game, but they're still in the playoff at 12 and one, the big 12 title game, Kansas state 31 TCU, 28, the final in overtime, actually TCU 12 and one Kansas state will go bowling at 10 and three Georgia won. you know, most, you know, we all know the SEC is the most prestigious conference. I'm a little bit prejudiced toward the SEC. I grew up with it. Georgia 50, LSU 30, the final score. There's been expansion since I was a kid. It was a it was a 10-team conference, uh, you know, no divisions, but a 10-team conference. Uh, the SEC was certainly the forerunner and basically inventor of the the conference championship game, they were the first. They created the East and South and added some some new teams like South Carolina and Arkansas, and now Missouri's come in. And and uh, let's get Missouri. Missouri and South Carolina, they're the new teams. In the East, in the West, you got Texas A&M that's come in, also Arkansas. And now they're not in yet, but in the next year or two, we're going to see Texas and Oklahoma in all probability come in is, is what we're looking at now. Pac-12, somehow Utah has won back-to-back. They had a lot of players come back this year. Uh, pretty good quarterback there, too. Utah, 47, USC, 24, back on Friday night, uh, December the 2nd of 2022. Pac-12 champions, the Utah Utes, can you believe it? They haven't even been in that conference that long, a few years, but, you know, they're they're one of the relative newcomers to the Pac-12, which used to be known as the Pac-8 years and years ago when I was a kid. 
But the Pac-12, Utah has won back-to-back conference championship games. Utah 47, USC 24 final. That win for Utah over USC kind of knocked USC out of a potential playoff spot in the final four. I think Tulane is a good team. If the, if the conference, or I should say if the playoff was eight teams instead of four, or it will be 12 teams in the next year or two, but I think Tulane's a playoff team if the playoffs were expanded already. Um Tulane 45, Central Florida 28. Central Florida, Florida had a good team under uh, coach, uh, coach Gus Malzahn. Coach uh, Gus Malzahn. Uh, Central Florida finished the year 9-4. and four. Their fourth loss was a loss to Tulane. The Tulane Green Wave had a good season. Tulane 45, UCF 28. As, um, let's see. That game was played in New Orleans, not at the Superdome or anything, I don't believe, but but it was played in New Orleans. I'm assuming that was at Tulane's home field. I checked the attendance on that game because obviously the attendance is bigger at the SEC championship game, the Big Ten championship game, and so on. The attendance in New Orleans for the AAC championship game between Tulane and Central Florida was 30,118, I believe. So they had a little over 30,000 at that game. They might have had more if they had played the game at Central Florida. I'm just just guessing. But Tulane won the game. Tulane 45, UCF 28, the final score. Uh, Your final four of college football, you know, it's always a little bit controversial. I know the Alabama fans, including my executive producer, JC, was he was kind of livid that Bama didn't get in. The four teams that are in include Georgia. I know that makes our our Georgia Bulldog football insider, Matt Max, very happy. The Georgia Bulldogs in the final four, so is the Michigan Wolverines. Both those teams are undefeated. Once beaten TCU and once beaten Ohio State are the, the third and fourth teams in the college football playoff. The bowl games are starting December the 16th. And, heck, the Army-Navy game, I believe, is being played uh, today on Saturday, December the 10th as well. I know Alex Nunnery's out there beating the bushes, and we'll have a uh, some more reports on our next podcast. If you want to go back and hear some of Alex's interviews, let me tell you, Alex covered um, the new basketball team in Jacksonville, the Duval Pharaohs. Alex covered them on the last podcast, episode show number 67. Alex did some uh, football, high school football playoff interviews in the last episode, the previous episode, in episode show number 67. Some really good interviews by by Alex. Uh, he's been covering the high school football state playoffs. Playoffs, they're going on. We gave you some of the scores. There's going to be a load of high school playoff games tonight on Saturday night, December the 10th. On our next podcast, we'll talk more high school football. We'll talk more college football, North Florida Entertainment. And of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars kick off this Sunday, December the 11th. My dad sadly passed away over two years ago. Uh, December the 11th would have been his birthday. And I'm thinking about you, Dad. I, I really am. We dedicate, I'm going to dedicate this this episode to my dad and even the next one, too. And everything in regards to BigJReport.com and the Teal Shirt Report podcast, I'm definitely, uh, definitely uh, uh, keeping my dad always in my thoughts and, and prayers. He's a big part of who I am and 
what I'd like to be. I know that our executive uh, producer, JC, lost his dad, Big Johnny. So, and JC, I, I know, man, I know it's tough losing your dad. And I, I knew Big Johnny. Last time I saw him was at the post office up in, up in Alabama uh, several years ago. Uh, there were some other people. The post office is kind of synonymous to see. You may see somebody there and a few years go by and you don't see them again, but you remember that last meeting. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening. John Gaylor, who, and, and, and I apologize, John, sometimes I call you John Naylor. I don't know why that is. It's funny how the mind works. What was that? Uh, Fred Sanford, Red Fox used to say, I got a mind full of junk. That's kind of me some of the time. We got a mind full of scores and, and Jaguars info and opinions and comment commentary and things like that, too. But I want to thank all the people that are so important to me as part of this podcast, the website, BigJReport.com. I want to thank John Gagler, JC, our executive producer, Alex Nunnery, of course, our BigJReport.com sports reporter. He's also a uh, official Teal Shirt Report uh, podcast producer as well, just like our executive producer, JC, uh, David Martin, who, you know, follows semi-pro football. I think he, he might be coming out of retirement and playing again. I, you know, he's played many, many years of semi-pro football. So, uh, David was telling me about the Pensacola mobile game. It's two different leagues playing each other, but that's definitely, uh, that's, it's definitely kind of a border war, isn't it? Even though it's a preseason game, Mobile versus Pensacola, right there in that little border area of uh, Florida and Alabama. We know about the Florida-Georgia border, you know, here in uh, Jacksonville, of course. We know about that little pocket of south-southeast Alabama, Mad Max. Thank you for listening in. Mad Max does a tremendous show. Uh, the Mad Max mix. We all love the show. Whether you know, and whether you have this, you like the same team or not. I love talking SEC football, college football. We talk NFL, high school football. All of you guys are part of this. Thank you so much, David Martin. Thank you for being here on the podcast. David lives out in the Panhandle area, right near Pensacola and Mobile. And. Uh, all you guys, thank you for listening in. Robert Hall, you know, his, I messaged with him. He's been an assistant. Uh, he played soccer. He played soccer at Andrew College, Flagler, and he's coached as an assistant coach. He's coached uh, some high school soccer girls teams. Uh, Bishop Kenny girls team won the state championship back in 2020. Right after we started this podcast, like a couple of months later, they won the the state championship bishop the bishop kenny girls that won that state championship in 2020 that was really before the pandemic hit that was like early march of 2020 and then the pandemic kind of hit uh, you know a couple of weeks later in mid-march i believe and we've kind of all gone through the pandemic together here on the teal shirt report podcast as well there's a lot of opinions it's sometimes it it runs the gamut of political non-political we don't really talk politics on this show um we talk more people and more things happening in the sports world, particularly the Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment. We love to follow the concerts and the sporting events. The Jacksonville Icemen up to 11 and 9 now, so there are two games over 500 in the East, in the East Coast Hockey League Southern Division. Man, we've covered about everything. I um, want to thank my producers again. want to thank uh, 
Alex Nunnery, and also our executive producer, JC, Mad Max with the Mad Max Mix.Weebly.com. Mad Max, also our Georgia Bulldog football insider. And I want to thank all you guys. I was supposed to give a shout out, and we're kind of doing shout outs now. And I guess since I promised, sometimes I'll promise something and I try to deliver. And every time I do this podcast, every time, every time, never fails. Um, I will tell you, every time I do this podcast, when I finish it, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, man, I could have said something about this. So what we're going to do in this podcast, our aim as time goes on is to improve this podcast. We want to do more episodes, shorter episodes. I know we've had a lot of long episodes, but we, we love that at times because we get a chance to, to visit with you and, you know, I get, while I'm doing the podcast, interestingly enough, I'm getting all kinds of messages too. So sometimes I slow down a little bit and take the messages. Um, it's been a lot of changes, you know, in my life, uh, moving uh, back to Jacksonville, you know, about 12 years ago now, I believe it is. Uh, I've loved my time up in Western Georgia and, and, and Alabama and Georgia, right near the border there. And you know, I, I man, I want to thank you guys for listening in. The people that listen to our podcast and they contribute in ways of, hey, this is happening, that's happening. Man, that means so much to us. We appreciate that. David Martin, thank you so much. Um, we want to thank John Gaylor, Alex Nunnery, uh, JC, Mad Max. Uh, I know I'm missing someone. I know I, I, I promised again. I don't want to forget this time. I had... Um, Let's see. I had Chris Bowman. Yeah. Hey, Chris, I didn't forget. Oh, Mike Riggins. Hello to Mike Riggins. Mike wants me to, to give him some advice on coffee. Cause I think, I think Mike Riggins drinks coffee black, but he used to drink it with Kramer. So I I'm thinking on one of these episodes, we're going to talk a lot of coffee because I do. I, well, we, we talk coffee on this episode already too, but Mike Riggins, I, I haven't forgot you. Um, we're going to sit down and talk about coffee, coffee recipes, my favorite type of coffee. We can do that. Um, also let's see, uh, Chris Bowman and I, uh, he's kind of come across our podcast and I said, uh, Chris was wanting me to tag me on, I think the Jaguars group he's in. There's a lot of great Jaguars groups too. Jaguars, let's go Jag, Jaguars, Jag Nation, uh, there's a worldwide Jaguars group, which I'm in. I'm in a lot of Jaguars groups, and that helps me keep everybody up to date because I'm learning something new all the time. And, oh, yeah, uh, so Chris Bowman writes to me, uh, messages me on Facebook. Hey, you never gave me that shout-out. So I wrote back to him, hey, I'll, I'll get you on the next podcast if you like. I will. He said, tag me, uh, please, uh, when you do. I will. And I sent him a, a link on how he can get to the podcast. I believe he's listened to the podcast. And they said, hey, have you heard of our podcast? And this was a compliment from Chris Bowman. He said, yeah, who hasn't? <laughs> so so I thought that was really cool. It kind of made me feel good. He said, uh, I, I, said uh, I said, Chris, here's a link to the podcast. I said something to the effect of, uh, have, have you heard our podcast? He said, yeah, who hasn't? And I liked that. I said, thanks. That's, that's nice. So he said, tag me on the uh, pod 
where I can share it in the group. He said, laughing out loud. Cause he's, he's in a, um, let me see his, his Jaguars group. There's a lot of good groups out there. There's uh, Jaguars. Let's go that I, I tremendously love that group. Uh, Jerry Brown, uh, Robert Irwin, Miss April Coward over there. Jaguars. Let's go. I, I go to that group many, many times and, and they, they're very, very active. So, you know, there's always something going on. Uh, here's a new Jaguars group. This is the one from Chris Bowman that he's kind of pushing Jaguar life 904. That's about said it all, right? That's another Jaguars Facebook group, Jaguar life 904. My favorite, and I'm going to go up on that one. I, I've been invited to join that one as well. I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about that one as of yet, but I will. Jaguars let's go is tremendous. Jaguar nation, man, that's a good one. Uh, some other ones we, we, we actually promote this podcast and I want to thank all the groups that allow me to uh, promote the podcast in their Jaguars group. Uh, there's many of them, uh, black and teal forever Jaguars. And, and there's many, many and uh, Jaguars. Let's go. Those guys again, again, special. Thank you to Jerry Brown. I love you guys, man. Jerry Brown, uh, uh, Robert Irwin, April Coward. They, they write a, they write a lot of good stuff in Jaguars. Let's go. And a lot of good group members. They kind of call their group family, actually. And we, we kind of do the same thing with the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Chris Bowman, good luck with the group. Uh, Jaguar Life 904. And Chris, you say I gave you a shout out. Chris Bowman, thank you for listening to the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast. What's going to happen? Now, I'm going to tell you officially it's Saturday, December the 10th, 2022. I'm not making a prediction on this Jaguars at Tennessee game. I have seen it. I've seen nightmarish games up in Nashville. I've seen games that I'm thinking to myself, did that first half really happen? That darn first half with the mustard uniforms the Jaguars wore, there was a game one time. You know, it was, I don't know, six, seven, eight years back. I'll have to find the score, but it was like the Jaguars were getting just blasted at halftime. They were getting destroyed, kind of like Detroit. Uh, destroyed us last week, 40 to 14. But I'm going to tell you, I've seen nightmarish games. And, and you know, the games in Jacksonville, and I'm not talking about the Titans, but there's been a lot of agonizing and gut-wrenching games over the years. But there's been a couple of games up in Nashville that were more than that. Not only agonizing and gut-wrenching, not only agonizing and gut-wrenching, but downright nightmarish. And then there was another first half that was like the twilight zone. I couldn't believe that that football game was really happening. So the Jaguars play up at Tennessee uh, this Sunday afternoon, December the 11th. Kickoff kickoff will be at uh, 1 o'clock p.m. up in Nashville. Right now as we speak on Saturday, December the 10th, the Tennessee Titans are a three-and-a-half point favorite. Tennessee appears to be a very injured football team. Seems like the Jags could go in there, man. If they were firing on all cylinders, they got a chance to win this game. However, my source still thinks Tennessee will cover and win the game and cover the spread. The spread on the game, Tennessee's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That's going to do it uh, for this. The episode got longer than I expected. But, man, if I – hey, if I missed a shout-out um, – Oh, uh, Ray Jenny. Let me get Ray Jenny in there. Ray Jenny's one of a really good Facebook members, BigJReport.com Facebook group. Ray Jenny, special hello to you. 
uh, Mike Riggins. Again, want to say hello to Mike Riggins and so many, so many people that listen in and they're a part of it with us. And we do appreciate it very, very much. Uh, Bobby Eyed, hello to you. John Bass is in our group and he posts a lot of stuff, Florida Gator stuff. Um, Alex Nunnery is a big Gator guy. Um, of course, Mad Max is our Georgia Bulldog football insider. Uh, let's see. David Mock Rickley. Okay. He had a funny thing. David Mock Rickley said, Scott, it appears Alex is reading stats while someone snaps his picture. Okay. Interesting. David, David, man, he's a great group member. David Monk Rickley, John Bass. Thanks for the Florida Gator post. David Martin. Hello to you. Kind of giving a little, you know, a minor shout out to as many people as we can. David Martin again. Hello. Uh, Randall Pogue listens in. Um, again, Bobby Eyed, all of you folks, uh, especially hello to you, Greg Bowen, John Gaylor again. Um, man, I had, uh, give me his, Jeff Gull. Man, I was looking for his name. Jeff Gull, man, he's been a longtime member of our Facebook group, BigJReport.com Facebook group. Chris Parker with uh, local North Florida band, Psychic Deli, very good member of our Facebook group and listener to the podcast as well. That's going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and stop now because, hey, we got another podcast coming up again soon. This has been episode show number 68. Been a lot of fun to be with you today on episode show number 68, season number three of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll have a new episode coming up again in just a few minutes or a few hours, depending on when you tune in. Special thanks to our producers, Alex Nunnery and our executive producer, JC. Again, special thank you. Again, I'm going to repeat that. Alex Nunnery, thank you for your all of your help here at the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Alex Nunnery, one of our producers. And again, our executive uh, producer, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, being executively produced by JC. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back again real soon right here at the Teal Shirt Report podcast network. Check us out at BigJReport.com. You can always find the latest episode of the Teal Shirt Report podcast by going to our website, scrolling the homepage, and you'll find it. Hey, there's the latest episode. You can click on right there on our website at BigJReport.com. That's BigJReport.com. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott. I'm your host, and I'm out. Have a great day. Have a great weekend, and have a great week ahead as well. Thank you for listening.